going on, everybody? Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals. If you are on Patreon, you probably already heard the first 25 minutes of the show, but we're officially here. Uh, yeah, we're officially starting, man. We're, first of all, shout out to everybody. Hope everybody had a great WrestleMania weekend. Um, the show's already started. We're already on the way. So if you want to hear the beginning of the show, all the shit, you know, from Thursday through early Saturday, make sure you hit that you know, subscribe button on the Patreon. It's $5 to at least hear it. You know, $20 can get you into the Discord, and you can hear a lot more. Um, <laughs> um, so where do you let's, – let's pick up where we left off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about NXT TakeOver. We kind of went through our match-by-match breakdown in a sense, um, but very, very light because I'm pretty sure they're going to do it on the War Report. Make sure you guys tune into the War Report this Friday with Quan and Cyrus. Um, which I'm sure they'll give a detailed breakdown or at least die trying. Um, let's get into our overall thoughts. NXT stand and deliver. It kicked off WrestleMania weekend. I love a good afternoon pay-per-view, if I do have to say so myself. I enjoyed it, but I definitely couldn't help to know that, yes, there were very a lot of questionable situations and things going on. Okay, let's start. Let's start it up. All right. Let's look at the match times, okay? Nothing went over 20 minutes. I get they were trying to get people over to SoFi. Some stuff might have got cut. You cut the, t- the, the Chase University match to the pre-show where you had Ava Rain debut. Why not save that if you knew it wasn't going to be on paid, the paid show, and save it for a show that people will watch on, on Tuesday and, and get some type of strange... I, I guess interest out of seeing. Right. It's strange. You go to the women's ladder match. This is my main issue with this, Meals. And I was waiting for public to get on here. You took Roxanne Perez out. We still we're not sure what happened to her last month or two months ago, whatever. And you know, it's Exhaustion. not anxiety. It, it's not necessarily our business. But they but but they had a they had a cover up for it and it being she had anxiety. She has a segment with Shawn Michaels, which I thought for NXT was it was a bit heavy for that show, but I felt as though that it it made sense and it was a message that these types of shows don't ever really broach. You know what I mean? And I know I know some people like in our Discord and stuff were laughing at it, but like I thought that they that the message was sound to me. You know what I mean? I that, agree. That they were trying what they were trying to do, I, it got across to me regardless of how it was presented. Why did you put her back in the match to lose? She had already been stripped of the title, Meals. You stripped her of the title. You gave her the title back. And then you made her defend it in a match with other people that she had no, that she wasn't ready for in a ladder match. She had no, um, no, you know, interference or she had no, you know, um, decision or anything in the finish of the match. Obviously, it's a ladder match. But again, she's a champion. She looked like the biggest idiot. And I think a lot of the baby faces on the show looked stupid. A lot of them look dumb on the show. It was some prime Vince. You want Vince might be in NXT too. If hey, y'all want to go there, this y'all <laughs> this fucking shit right now. We'll talk about that in a second. It, it, his his fingerprints of making baby faces look stupid was all over the show. I thought Sean and the creative team did a fucking abhorrible job with the baby faces on this show. It damn near ruined it for me. I'm not gonna mm. lie. To you. I'm not gonna lie to you. Indy Hartwell. It's probably the worst option here. 
when Lyra Valkyrie? He barely, yeah, at least Lyra Valkyria can go. More than anything, even if she doesn't have a character, she can go. We knew she wasn't going to fucking win, but she was there as a body. She can go. I think your top two would have been, if not Indy, why not Zoe? Why not Tiffany at that point? Two, un- I mean, one is one is unproven, and one you you know will be able to run a match in in, in Zoe Stark. I feel like we're losing your voice again <laughs> because it's because it was it was it, I looked at it and was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, I hope this is the only strange booking. And listen, I get it, I get you want to give Indy your moment, give Indy your moment by putting her on the main roster with Candice LeRae, who can actually help her advance because i don't feel like she's advancing in nxt with the talent that's there because she's not even given a lot of attention she barely right. got to the match last tuesday i just didn't like it roxy's laying on the ground smiling like a jackass and i'm sure she wasn't supposed to be when when indy was winning the match you know what this sets up it sets up an issue where roxanne will, will now go after the title and i don't know if she's liked more than indy is because of how long indy has been there so you risk right. you run the risk of unless you turn indie, which I'm sure the fans do not want to do right now, because she just won the title that she's never won. Mm-hmm. You risk Roxy getting booed. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Don't just do swerves for swerve sakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just do them just to do them. And I felt like we got that twice on this show. I'm honestly more perturbed by them than the the night two ending, because at least it it would lead it's going to lead to something that's going to make some money. Like I don't I don't know what I don't know what the purpose of having an Indy versus Roxanne match is going to be other than giving her two reigns for no reason. What does she need to chase anymore? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I mean I wasn't completely against it, but. It, yeah, it definitely seemed weird. I didn't expect her to win it, but maybe that's part of the process. Um, I mean, at least Wesley looked good. Wesley looked great. He looked fantastic. He was booked well. He looked dominant. He looked uh, wily. He looked. He had charisma. The, the fans love him. He's got a good look. He finally has actual gear. He, he's a singles person now. He's a single star now. I, I can get behind that. Especially on a, on a brand where Sean loves little people, not little people, smaller wrestlers on the show. He looked good. He looks good facing people bigger than him. And I thought Dragon Lee could look good. What was weird, though, Meals, I'm just watching Dragon Lee on AEW a couple months ago. He has considerably slowed it down. <laughs> what do you think about that? I ain't watch him on AEW. So this is the only speed I know Dragon Lee. <laughs> um... I mean, slow it down, man. I just watched somebody on the ROH the night before a whole ankle do a fucking 360. <laughs> slow it down. If you got to slow it down, slow it down. You know what I'm saying? Um, and get better soon, uh, Dante Martin. But slow it down. Slow it down. I wasn't mad at this match at all. I think it had a, a good pace. I think it had back and forth action. Um, various feuds. Um, really a showcase for everybody on the roster i think to be honest with you this is the division that you kind of want when you when you look at that intercontinental and u.s title divisions this is what you would love to see like oh my god this could be the future of the division on the main roster but to be honest with you it's probably not um 
but you know he looks strong um my biggest uh agree, you know thing again we talk about the main event carmelo hayes brown and breaker carmelo hayes having this crowning moment which is weird enough in itself that he turns face kind of like leading into this entire thing but i mean yeah. to be honest with you people were feeling him um but him turning face nonetheless is just kind of weird but this notion that he needs people to help him win matches is like very destructive to the to the um to just his uh not his ability but authenticity as an actual professional wrestler like an actual champion he is not he is not won a match a major match without trick being involved <laughs> listen if you want to make Braun Breaker, why do they always fuck it up the first time with him? Can we can we get that answer? Why every time they fuck up the first match? Every single time they fuck up the first match. We're thinking it's going to be a double turn, right? Because he's, he's styling on niggas. Melo looked terrible in this match. <laughs> he wasn't doing nothing impressive. He was, I mean, he was slipping off the ropes and shit. I'm like, what is going on in this match? He took like 80% offense in this match. I thought, to be honest with you, I mean, this has just been my take from the Discord and stuff like that. Carmelo Hayes, as impressive as he is, kind of um, as a performer, I don't think he's got it like... He's not yet the full package because I don't think he's able to really tell that story yet. And I didn't really see a story here. I just saw kind of like back and forth going against one another. And then it leads to the finish, which whatever the finish was. I thought the finish was like, I was like, really? That's what we're going with? The finish was ass. This nigga, Braun Breaker, was pointing to the crowd. Let me show you this move. Let me show you this move. <laughs> let, and... me sh- let me show you the top row hurricane run. Let me show you I'm a star. And Melo didn't really show anything to me that that makes it worth all of the fanfare and all of that shit. All of the special entrance. They gave Braun his wackest interest, entrance I've ever seen. I feel like when you look at the great NXT championship matches and kind of like these crowning moments that they have, I think, to be honest with you, damn, I really sound really, really negative because I like Carmelo Hayes. Um, but... This is one of the weaker ones when you think of like John Gargano and NXT TakeOver New York, or you think about Shinsuke Nakamura winning the big one, or even um, Sami Zayn winning the big one, or, you know, these kind of like Finn Balor, these crowning moments that they kind of have. The way it was kind of done to me. It's more so telling about, like, how they... I mean, I don't know. It was just weirdly booked. Like, why would you have Trick get involved? Like, he was out of the match, and then he was back in the match, and then... Then they do it. Somebody needed to talk to somebody and say, don't do this finish uh, two nights between each other, or one night between each other, because they did it again uh, the next night, or night two. So, but here's my issue. Here's my issue. Here's my issue. You make Braun like a complete fucking idiot, because you knew that Mello was going to do this. Remember they said in the promo right before they did the prime directive or whatever the fuck, the prime target, whatever? He said, I've been mm-hmm. watching Mello's tapes. I said, nigga, if you was watching Mello's tapes and you seen the ref go down or you seen some shit happen, you don't know what's happening next? 
He just, Melo looked like a complete pussy. Let's just be clear, Mills. He looked like a complete pussy winning the title. Who, who's cheer? Who could cheer that? I mean, people cheered. <laughs> people cheered because they love Melo. Don't get me wrong. People cheered because they, they like love Melo. So they like him because he'd be in a barbershop and he say, Ops. I just I mean, got to call a spade a spade here. I got to call they a spade a spade here. For, for what? Because he, he dressed nice? He dressed high? I mean, that could be part of the reason, too. He Have you seen about most that. people that dress on damn NXT? Like, it's a, it's it's part of it's the package that he offers. Don't get me he wrong. The There's worst, I, I, I'm not talking about package. He got the worst finisher in the game. Right now, he got the worst finisher. I I agree, but he there's more to it than that. I mean, there's clearly something that people gravitate towards when it was Carmelo Hayes, the, which is why he's in the position that he's in. However, that wasn't that good? That wasn't that good. I agree. I agree. It, it, follows along, it follows a long line. You know what? I don't blame Braun. I don't blame Melo for this. I blame the people in creative. There should have been a long like I had John report from from. I, I, Love John and Death. He said, well, might, they might be going babyface. I said, how? He cheated to win. That's not babyface tactics. No matter if they're booing Braun or not, you have to make them, you have to give them a reason to boo Braun at the end of the match. He got hit with the belt, lost the title, and then they cheered. That's, a, that's an issue with Charles Creative. Because there's no reason to boo him. He's still a babyface. And then he looks like even a bigger geek thanking or, or shaking the nigga's hand and giving the title. Am I am I am I fucking taking crazy pills? That shit is not hard. Just do the double turn. Why do we gotta wait for battle? They're do, they're gonna do it at battleground. They're gonna do some some screwy shit at battleground. Melo is not a babyface. <laughs> He's something, but he looked pussy winning that title. That's and that's where I stand on it. That's where I stand. I I I thought the show was okay. Oh, there's people. I was on mute. Um, there's people <laughs> who love Melo and uh, love what he contributes to all of this. Um, but yeah, to be to be honest with you, wasn't the greatest performance. Wasn't the greatest match. Didn't love the result. And I think they have to do it better. But I also think Melo in itself needs to improve and mature in the ring and be able to really tell these stories i think if you tell a story it's easy to kind of piece this together with like facial expressions and the way you kind of sell this as well it's all about how you sell it as well um even with the creative that they kind of give you how do you contribute to that creative to kind of make it believable and i don't think he did at that point i don't think anyone did at this point i think Braun having this mutual respect for him and being okay with the dude who was just thrown out coming back in and cheating on behalf of him um, makes absolutely no sense. And I hope they, uh, I mean, I hope they address it on Tuesday, but to be honest with you, um, the deed is already done, but we got um, Carmelo Hayes as a new NXT champion. It seemed like it was in the stars before we even got there. Shawn Michaels loves Carmelo Hayes. He's loved him from the beginning. What what so, what's his what's his what so so his title reign y'all gonna be cool with him cheating to win all his title defenses just like he cheated to win all his other title defenses and he cheats to win regular matches against Scrubs he had to cheat to win against Giovanni Vinci bro <laughs> who he beat head up in a while I couldn't tell you exactly he is the he is by far the worst booked person on that show and next to Braun Breaker that says a lot. 
So we move on from NXT Stand and Deliver. Currently, all right, so we're recapping, you know, this weekend, by the way, this WrestleMania weekend. Shout out to everybody who's listening thus far. Um, Where are you at after that? Obviously, you're mad. (laughs) I wasn't mad in the moment. I was talking to Cyrus about it. I think the more the day went on, I got more mad because when I was at night one, WrestleMania in my section, I was right below the NXT box. Uh In the 200 levels, they were right there in the 300 levels of the box. Um, Mello and Braun were there, and I guess they were just talking. I guess they were just chilling, and they were taking pictures with Trick and stuff like that. And people were booing Mello in the section, and they said they were they were chanting, "You tapped out, you tapped out." And I think that's another thing that bothered me, Mills. You get the visual tap to keep Braun strong. You're right, and then. You have him shake the guy's hand and not say that. No, fuck that. That's bullshit. Fuck that. Why did what? You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. You cheated to win. I want my run back. You know what I'm saying? That's what to me pissed me off the most. But I, I that's what made me the most upset because I was like, even the fans see that that was d- ridiculous. So why are we treating him like he's a baby face? Saturday after NXT Takeover, stand and deliver. I'm assuming you're getting ready for WrestleMania. You're like, all right, it's time to. Out. Yeah, it was we it was to, cool to get in there. It was cool to get in there. We go to Superstore. You go to Superstore again? It was like, nah. Uh, no, I didn't. Go. Yep. I never went back because I wanted to get an LWO shirt, and I was drink. I was drinking some lemonade. Um, I wanted to get an LWO shirt, and they didn't have the Mexican color ones. And I was and my wife wanted one. And, um, <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, we had the Puerto Rican one. I don't know how there was niggas walking around with the Mexican one, <laughs> unless they got it from a nigga on the street. They probably did in LA. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, so you know what? While we're here Friday, um, they have the Hall of Fame ceremony. It doesn't go to shit as people predicted. <laughs> um, I don't know if you watch any of it, but um it was good to see the people. Shout out to Stacey Keebler, she looks great. Ray Mysterio looks great, had a great uh, speech, didn't completely go to shit. Um Bobby Lashley wins Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, throws out Bronson Reed. We're going to talk about what kind of foolishness they were in on Monday Night Raw. Um, we head to WrestleMania night one. It begins. I'm excited as hell. What a so, show. It's a, it was... I don't know. There's something about WrestleMania night one. It's just like, you know... It hits every time. But... I mean, it didn't hit the start off with, but it definitely like cleared it all after the fact. <laughs> like, yeah. Because to, to me, John Cena, I've never seen. Would you say John Cena phoned this one in? <laughs> John Cena has somewhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck you agree? John Cena phoned this match in, man. Didn't even kick out after the finisher. <laughs> My man was just like, "No, nah, we out." <laughs> That's why I said about Braun Breaker. One finish. Uh, anyway, whatever. Um, listen, man. Austin, I feel bad for Austin. I don't feel bad for Austin Theory because I'm sure this is a moment. It's still like a great moment for him. But it's like I don't think this is the match that he could have imagined. Can I talk about the atmosphere? Okay. I I watched night one live. I watched it. I, I was there live and I watched it on TV. I haven't watched night two yet, but I don't even need, I don't need to watch night two to know how loud these people were. They were louder on night two than they were on night one, and night one was extremely loud on TV. And I was seeing people call spots loudly all through night one when I watched it on Peacock, and I understood why now. 
because you could barely hear in there. You could barely hear. It was the loudest crowd I've ever been a part of. Ever. They were ready to let it go, man. Saturday night crowd, hell yeah. It showed up. I'm telling you, the Ray Dominic match, they were screaming, Credo, Credo, screaming pussy to him. The whole stadium was, was chanting it. And then they said it in English. It was <laughs> insane. The, I love the, it. They, they went up for that Ray Dom match. I, there was not a fucking dry eye in the, seat, in the, in the crowd during that match. So did, it would was, you say that was the standout, standout match of the night? I don't think it was the best, but I think that it was the match that will be the most memorable to a lot of people there. Or the, I think maybe mo- the most, there was much the most crowd involvement within when, that match. Who took that belt out? When he took that fucking belt out, and, and and spanked them, they lost it. Hey man, they lost Just little things, little things. I think oh. that um, I went in there and I said, "This is crazy because this looks like a company that's ready to get sold." Just from their presentation, <laughs> don't don't get don't get too ahead of yourself. We coming we coming right up to that point. <laughs> well, I said it. Well, I'm just saying what I said. During okay. the night one, I, I said that during night one. And I said this looks like a company that's, that's getting ready to get sold. Just the way that they were presenting it, the celebrities that were there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Snoop. I said this in the Black Print this week too. Shout out to him for really being extremely involved on both nights, being a consummate professional. Oh my on both God, nights. yeah. He is. He, they needed to give him more money than whatever they gave him for the stuff that he did for them on, on Saturday and Sunday. Shout I'm out sure to he the, let them know. Shout out to the Miz as well. Amazing stuff there. Um, and it all tied together. I thought night one flowed to the best to me. I I, th- I think when you, when you get from Seth on, it's it's a it's a crazy show. I thought night two started really weak and didn't really pick up for me until Bianca Asuka, honestly. You know, I thought, first of all, I thought the men's WrestleMania showcase um, was a solid match and strong match and, and got a lot of people into it. I think it did what it was supposed to do. Um, and maximize the minutes, the very few minutes of all the people involved. So I think they did what they what they you know were supposed to do. Literally, um, Ricochet only does pretty much. He only has like one spot through the entire match. I don't think people even realize it. He did one thing the entire match. Um, but you know what? Uh, it did what it's supposed to do. Um, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. What do you thought about KSI? I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> I, I think, again, mixing those two worlds is smart. Again, the same reason why I said they're trying to show that this company it has the has their finger on the pulse of, right. of, of popular culture. And KSI being in that was, was I, I didn't know who the fuck that was. But it didn't matter that I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I was I was saying to A-plus, I was like, the game about to pass up a lot of people in the next couple of years. This game mm-hmm. is about to pass up a lot of people because there's about to be a lot of people introduced that you just don't know what any of this shit is. I'm like, I'm like I got I to gotta have kids soon. Because I got it, I, they got to put me on to whatever the fuck's gonna be next with this wrestling shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's proof. Um, to be honest with you, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. The six woman tag team match wasn't my favorite. It wasn't, know. but it it was it was the it was the great it was a great moment for Bailey. I thought. I think that just just in terms of the generational aspect of it, like we talked about with Cam, it was cool. I like the entrance of the, the the baby faces. I thought that was a cool look for them. 
Um, it and it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, they gave him time. You know what I'm saying? They gave, they gave him a lot him of time. time. Yeah. They gave him a lot of time, and I thought that just, that was great. No, I just I don't know. There's something about that match that just felt like it didn't really. It felt like to me it didn't have a thread. I feel like I maybe I gotta watch that bad match over again. But to me, it felt like it didn't really have a thread. It was just kind of like things going on. I don't remember much of the match. Um, but then again, I don't think I was that excited and involved going into the match because I'm still questioning. I was like, why is Lita and Trish there? Um, but Hey, I mean, we're here anyway. They have the match six woman tag. Everyone gets a thing. Um, Bailey, uh, damage control takes an L, um, on the big stage, but they made it to the big stage. So maybe that's a win in itself. Um, we talked about Ray Mysterio and Dom bad bunny gets involved, you know, um, Eddie Guerrero, lowrider moment. Incredible. Really, man. What a LA moment. Niggas love that shit. What a fucking moment, the lowrider. My wife, let me tell you, she gave that match five stars. <laughs> she gave it's that match simple. five stars. It, it, that one was the most, like, to me, it felt like the most WrestleMania-geared story. Like, something that was built up over time. There was definitely things involved. Um it felt like the one that you paid off and there was time and, and blood and sweat and tears put into that story. That's what it legitimately felt like. I've, if I had to give any anything on this card, the best build is Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. He's 100%. 100%. Um, now, WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match. Good Lord. Oh Listen, consistency of night, the consistency of night one was so crazy because you went from that you didn't get to calm down can we talk about dom's entrance too a little bit talk about it oh one yeah the, the little jail shit one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life they when he up, what was your face when you looked up and he had the mask on dom has arrived all right he's yeah. here <laughs> he's a bad motherfucker yeah he's a, he's good <laughs> He's good. He's good. He's absolutely good. I think um part and and you know what going through this entire thing he's put together he's put it he's starting to put it together. And you see these kind of things and 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 a lot of it's the opportunity a lot when you work with but then it's also like creative giving him that giving him that ability to really like okay, how can we make this you as much as it is um what we want it to be as well. And it's clear they put a lot of time in with Dom and Dom has contributed ideas and he contributed things back, but it was a note to everybody. I think they should be, I think that family should be proud as hell uh, yeah. about everything I, that goes on. I thought it was funny. Cause like his fiance was actually right next to his sister at WrestleMania. <laughs> and so she had to act like she wasn't happy. And when Ray comes out, there's like a moment you could tell like Dom wants to smile. Like that's the one thing I felt bad about this whole weekend is that they had to act like they hated each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know they'll we'll get it back it'll, it'll be two years from now and they'll be back together and all this other stuff like that like they'll they'll get it back it's just for this moment but i think the fact that these two for two i mean i don't even know if it's two wrestlemanias in a row maybe it is th- maybe three wrestlemanias in a row at this point can share this kind of moment together i think it's incredible um and being part this is like what lebron wants in his career right he wants yeah. to share the the the, the stage with his son but I don't know. Bron is getting more washed, and his son isn't getting any better either. Um, but 
Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. I think this match, I didn't, ex- I, you know what? I expected this match to be really, really good. I just didn't expect it to be as good as it was. It's, it's, it's a weird feeling that I have about this match because I fully expected, I walked in Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, what they did a number of years ago when the crowd started coming back. Remember that pay-per-view that they had? I'm not sure if it was Extreme Rules or one of them June, July pay-per-views mm-hmm. where I think people weren't excited to see the match because they had seen it so many times and both Rhea and Charlotte had won it over. Um, so I knew that they could go. I think Charlotte and Rhea, um, that to me, and Charlotte does this thing and, you know, Dom in our Discord brought, brought it up. Um she has the ability to kind of like make it look like, feel like a real fight, like a real struggle, a real back and forth, like a real test of like gladiators and warriors. That's what Charlotte kind of does in these situations. Cause she'll scream, she'll spit, she'll chop, she'll punch, she'll, um, you know, kick and all these other things. And it's like kind of like a meaning of survival. Um, but Rhea Ripley managed to bring it back to her too. And I think Rhea Ripley, you know, not the heel in this match. Not at all. <laughs> no, she, LA wanted it. Let me tell you, Rhea Ripley um, merch sold out. Charlotte Flair was sitting on the, on the, sitting. She has a special, she had a special Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair combined title runs shirt. Mm-hmm. Was just sitting there collecting dust. Rhea Ripley merch, the, the, she, uh, she's my mommy shirt flew off the fucking shelves of the superstore. It, it, it was gone. They had no sizes left. Um, they they love her. They they even had Rhea and Dom centric merch there that I thought was cute with them like it's like cartoons. I thought that that was pretty cool. But I I just can't wear a purple shirt like mm, not with that shit on. Not with that shit on it. But um, <laughs> no, I, it was a war. They were firmly behind them, and I think I mean it's it's to me neck and neck. I'm not arguing with anybody if they say one is over the other, but it's neck and neck with Bianca Becky is one of the greatest women matches women's matches of all time in in America at least. And you know what? It's crazy to say that. I mean, there's very it's it's very um, rare that you get an instant classic that is um, widely accepted by all involved and by all that have seen it. Um, because typically, a lot of people have varying opinions, especially with the result of this match. Um, but Rhea wins. I mean, I still expect the Charlotte to win. I don't know what part of me. <laughs> she didn't really hit the the fate the figure eight like she was supposed to. So I think that's one of the reasons why <laughs> you can at least say that is like she didn't tap out to the figure eight. I don't think she put it locked in the figure eight at any point during this. Um but that avalanche, um, what's Rhea's finisher called? Uh, uh the riptide. Yeah, the avalanche riptide was incredible. Um now the conversation we had before this match, we were talking about in the Discord, is Charlotte Flair coming down with the boo-boo face. <laughs> she did. <laughs> and she did. And, and she made it clear that she's proving a point in this match. That's why I think this match went so hard. Um, because she was, I felt like she was clearly proving a point because through the entire weekend, I mean, you see it through the week through interviews. I don't. I wouldn't say she's politicking for the main event, but she's definitely making her case of like so the men can get the main event but the women can't consistently get the main event to which triple h eventually retorts in in the press conferences like we're not looking for um just the rumble we're looking for the story that makes the most sense to close the show and 
you know, she took that personally. She came out in her big bubble jacket, you know, um, big Bronx energy. And uh, she came and she took that personally. And I think what you saw was the result of all that, like, all right, let's show them. Yeah. And now she's <laughs> she's stepped away. She's on break again. Um, they, it was reported earlier today by PW Insider that Charlotte is uh, she's taking a break from the ring again. You can see, I mean, she, I mean, she posted it. I mean, she's in Hawaii. She's she's gone. You know what I mean? Um, she ain't wait. She, I mean, she shouldn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like she, that, that is what it is. I, I think they really need to be. They need to make Charlotte like scarce anyway. I think mm. that she's overexposed at this point. I, I think that you bring her back for like really big exhibition matches, and then you let her go. Because the thing is, Mills is that she's dangerously close to beating her dad's um, uh, record. Right. Right. And I think that if you keep her on the show, she's almost always going to be around a belt. And you don't want her to be a mid-carder because then she that's a waste of money and time. But here's the thing, though. Like, let's if you talk about Charlotte Flair's career and kind of like the narrative behind it. If she can't have a feud that's not surrounding a belt, like there's no creative, there's no, no truly creative things that's really been given to her. Like. Her, the last number of years of her career have been over wrestling over a belt. And, you know, you get to see feuds like, you know, Becky Lynch is having with damage control or like, you know, and not to say that she needs to be in these like tag team showcases and stuff like that. She's an amazing talent. She's an above average talent. She's incredible. She's one I, of the greatest of all time. I'd love to see her in that, though. But does she want to do that? Does she feel as though from what you've heard her say in these interviews? That that is a worthy use of her time. I just don't think she'd want to do that type of stuff. I think you present the opportunity with something. I think if you present an opportunity, like for instance, the 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 Trish match that she had at SummerSlam a couple of years ago, kind of goat versus goat. I think if you present an opportunity similar to that, we can definitely get something rocking. But even in this kind of instance, I think the one thing they tried different was like, let's make her a face. But then like no one really bought into the face thing. I think if people bought into it, maybe she stays a little bit. Um, but realistically, like even that wasn't working and it didn't feel natural. And I think even her movements and the way that she carries herself in the ring doesn't feel natural to garner likable reactions. Um, they hated her. They yeah. hated her in L.A. Did not it's, like her at all. Yeah, it's a, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Um, after that, The Miz came out. Somehow has his match with Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee comes back. Skip that shit. <laughs> I'm a hater now. I don't know. I don't like this man. If you're not if you're not announcing, I don't want him again. He shouldn't be beating Definitely. people if he's not gonna do it. If he's not gonna announce, he shouldn't be coming back beating people. I I think the novelty is not there. He doesn't yeah, seem Yeah, it's gone. He doesn't seem special anymore. Um he was seems people like him, but you can like him doing a bunch of different things. <laughs> I'm good with with Wade, honestly. And let's just keep it to that. Okay. Like I'm, um, I'm good with Wade, and I'm glad Wade's doing a great job. I'm mad that Wade didn't get a chance to actually call WrestleMania because I thought that would have been a really great moment for him. But maybe well, next agreement. <laughs> that was the agreement. I I mean I mean Corey Corey and Cole were in their bag all weekend though. I think one of the the best announcing jobs from both men all weekend. Right. Absolutely. No, I agree. Um, let me get to the main event. Tag team main event. Um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. The Usos officially, this is the most important tag team match that's ever existed in WrestleMania history. More important than the first one. Don't care. 
Um, I mean, it is. <laughs> this was really, really good, and I think it it gave us the moment that I should have known. Um, <laughs> we should have known because if they'd done this two nights in a row, we might have never came back. <laughs> but we get this incredible encounter with kevin owens and Sami Zayn. i'm trying to remember the little things of it because i have not seen it since it first happened but what do you remember like the atmosphere surrounding this match it was big big fight feel i I think people were scared because they hinged cody's win on this win and that was to me the great subversion of expectations that they did this weekend mm-hmm. for everything i disagree with i will say they got us good <laughs> they got well, us good we're gonna get there we're gonna and, fucking get there and this match is 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 where it was from and i loved the little uzi vert part i thought that was cool mm. just i mean listen you know the people that don't like you you know who they are of course um I thought the the KO and Sammy intro was fantastic. There was again loud, loud meals. They bit, we bit on every near fall. We bit on shit that, that we knew wasn't even going to finish the match. We we bit on it because people were invested, and it shows you that this is this is a successful storyline. Meals, this is a successful storyline. Let's just be mm-hmm. clear. This shit works. It worked, and, and and it was working on night one as well. The callbacks. The storytelling. Sami Zayn kind of showing a little bit of even, I wouldn't say pity, but clearly showing some empathy for Jey Uso in a moment where he knew at the end of the day he's got to put down Jey Uso. You chose this. Um, I'm, mad I, I'm mad I didn't get to see that. <laughs> he, uh, It was a great match, kind of great buildup. And, you know, we got new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And well, undisputed tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn don't look like they know how to hold both those belts together. <laughs> <laughs> they try to put them on both shoulders; it should keep slipping off and stuff like that. They're just not used to it. Um, but I'm glad we have new tag team champions, and that gave me a lot of hope going into, uh, of course, night two. But before we get into night two, you know, Sunday, the, as the buzz is moving around, we see the reports come live through the Twitter. You know. CNBC announces that Endeavor has officially, you know, their bid is locked in and they will uh, be announcing the following day that they will have purchased WWE, WWE who's looking to sell, and it will create a joint entity, a joint combat sports entity between UFC and WWE moving forward. This is possibly the biggest game changer that has happened in the business since, I don't know, last year. Uh, last year, Vince McMahon stepped down. And to be honest, that was a major story of him stepping away um, from the business overall and kind of like seeing us having to experience what is the business like without Vince McMahon. Um, he's back, but... <laughs> He has now sold it to um, Endeavor. Kind of what are your thoughts? I mean, we're more than a day later. What are your kind of thoughts on the sale, what it means, what it could possibly mean? People are already speculating with contracts and television and PLEs and all this other stuff like that. Where do you kind of see this going? 
I said it. It's the big payback. It's the big payback. They've been working on this since 2014 when they got that shitty uh, re-up. Remember that? He was like, yo, we got to change the way we're doing this shit. I think it goes to the work of... of um. I think it goes to the work of Nick Khan and Triple H and Stephanie and, you know, to a larger extent, Vince, who has a relationship with Ari Emanuel to get this deal done. And it's one of the most talked about things ever. I know that I know that Endeavor stocks were and, and their shareholders were a little bit iffy on it. But WWE stocks definitely went up uh, about three or four percent today because of the, 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 the deal. But it honestly makes sense. I think you put WWE and UFC together. They're both the kings of live event revenue right now. Um, WWE obviously is going all around the world, collecting all types of, of, of bags. They're they're integrating more um, projects that have to do with uh, ex- experiential campaigns like Mountain Dew. And um, you had Cinnamon Toast Crunch during the Rey Mysterio match. And me and my friend Pat, we counted at least nine or ten sponsors on WrestleMania this year. So, I mean, that leads to... That $22, $21 million gate that they got over the two, over the two days. Over two days they got that for, for two events. And I think when you look at look at it, you know, on the outside looking in, it 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 makes the most sense for Endeavor to do that because the way that they can maneuver the TV deals where they're gonna have a touch and a hold on so many different avenues of revenue. And WWE will be right there with it running autonomously, as UFC does as well. Um it also opens up a lot of a lot more eyes like ESPN. Maybe they want to run a money in the bank one one week or maybe they want to run a special event or, or a house show that gets televised just to see how it works. Like there are so many avenues to where they're, you know, they want to do that. And I think the biggest thing that, that shocked me was nine point three billion was only three billion away from how much the UFC is 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 worth there. That's crazy. Like that. That's a, that's a, that's huge. Nine point three billion is not a small chunk of change, and I think that if you if you look at it on the on, on you know what Endeavor does, they're going to let WWE largely run the way that they've already been running, and and I think that's a good idea too. I don't think Comcast would have done that. Yeah, I don't think you can you can let this entity. I mean, and and that's probably a major part of the deal, right? Um, there's so many different things, and and you kind of see. We talked about this months ago, months, months, months ago, when the official news, the the official dummy news, Saudis have bought it, and we talked about like, listen, these little online people aren't going to be the ones to report this or break this news <laughs> at all. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a news that um, penetrates various industries is not going to be broken by fucking casthole or or. Uh, or cage side seats or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Embarrassing. They um, never apologize either. Embarrassing. Hey Amen. They said it wasn't their fault. Um, but this, yeah, it, it affects various industries. It's kind of like, it's kind of surreal to think about it, um, that they're going to be working kind of together. This is kind of like, this is the biggest game changer since I think WWF turned to WWE, in my opinion. <laughs> like, yeah. I I know the deal won't close until later this year. We won't really see the ramifications of it until then. Um, but you, you got to think that that there's there won't be situations that happen again, like WWE trying to book a stadium in, in Las Vegas and UFC kind of running them out of there. You got to yeah. that's not going to happen ever again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that that that's money. You know what I'm saying? That's that's money that they're both going to get. So 
Um, I, I'm hoping that we get some really good. I'm to me, the way that I think about it, just from a, a marketing ad standpoint, I love to see. I love to see how they are going to integrate this into wrestling because I, 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 I like good activations. You know what I'm saying? I, I like things that mm-hmm. that make me think about. Oh, and and again, we both work in that. You know what I'm saying? We both work within marketing and ads and and, mm-hmm. and rollouts and things like that. And I, I want to see how they apply that to WWE because I, I felt like that and that crowd at WrestleMania was they hated all the ads. They hated it. But it's like that's getting people paydays. That's getting Drew and Sheamus and Mike's Hard Lemonade payday that they on top of what they was gonna get for Mania. You know what I'm saying? On top of what they would get for their merch. If they even have a merch, you know what I'm saying? Like this was what I felt as though CM Punk was talking about a long time ago when he was upset that Brock had the Jimmy Johns on his shorts. You know what I mean? Like like if we can open the door for for these wrestlers to get paid from 2K games for having a patch on their fucking gear or something like that, like fucking do that shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, like everything is mon- is monetized now. Everything. Why can't these people get money? Why can't this company get money to give to their workers who are who again need to need, they're independent contractors? They need all that money. That's Absolutely. just not about it. So. From that news, there was already a buzz backstage regarding everything leading into night two of WrestleMania. We kick it off with Brock Lesnar versus Omos. It did what it had to do. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that match. It did the thing. It did what it had to do. People were people as much of it five minutes. To be honest with you, people, I think, think of that high, more highly than the John Cena versus Austin Theory match, which was probably three times the amount of time. Um, it did what it was supposed to do. It did what it did. Brock Lesnar won. Um, and this won't be the last time we're talking about Brock Lesnar. Um, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler win the WrestleMania showcase. They didn't really do anything in the match. Seems like both of them are injured, but still managed to win the match nonetheless because business. Um I didn't really see any standout things. Shout out to all the girls for getting on WrestleMania, but I didn't really see any standouts in this in the showcase. Um, it was a good match on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this triple threat match. Where'd you land on this? Where'd you land on this? Boy, this was a war. I love this kind of shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it when it's like it's physical, it's hard hitting. Everyone looks like they're dying. Um it's back and forth. Seamus is trying to like really drive home this fact that he feels like Drew is taking is trying to snake him for this Intercontinental Championship opportunity that he's been working for for months. Um you know, Drew McIntyre is just like I'm just trying to live, baby, you know. <laughs> trying to live. Trying to buy my mama a house. Um, and Gunther is a young stud, the young stallion that's kind of like here and won't really, isn't really pushing to get off his throne. And listen, man, this is a good ass. People standing up and applauding. because, And I think that's a part of like, a part of that is because it took you out of the world of sports entertainment for a little bit and right. maybe took you into the world of combat. Yeah. <laughs> like real life combat. It, it was. And again, it was the story here is that Drew and Seamus were too focused on each other to mm-hmm. then worried about Gunther, who was right there and stole it from him. And the story with Gunther is that I'm gonna just lay back and watch him do it, and then I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my turn. 
But you also saw that we could really get a good match out of Drew and Gunther when it's time. Because these mm-hmm. two, I was interested in seeing them lock up. And I think that that it, it was it was definitely something where I was like, yo, can can this nigga out out chop Gunther? And I'm gonna tell you, in in in, in the in the stadium, it looked like Drew out chopped him. But no, Drew was definitely out chopping him. But I think with Chop these two, on back. they'd have a great ass match. And <clears throat> I bid on everything. I, 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 I went, I went four and three fourths on this one, man. It, it was, it was almost there. I think that if they gave me two more minutes, it would have been perfect. Absolutely. Um, Gunther wins, standing tall. Um, the part they don't show on TV is Drew and Sheamus walking out together, which I think got a great uh, response from the crowd when I saw that online. I was like, wow. That's tough. They probably should have shown that on TV. Um, <laughs> Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair defends successfully against Asuka. Both women, very popular. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's going to be hard to top that match from the previous night. And, and to be fair, I don't feel like they wanted to go out there and do that because they didn't get the time that those two got. So, yeah. Um, for what it was and what the build was, I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was great. Um, I I think that again, you you are writing Bianca's legacy, having her go through 165 days with that title, mm-hmm. mania to mania with one title is some John Cena shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's legend shit. And you know, we're asking who can beat Roman. We we should be asking who can beat Bianca. I mean, I mean, that's really where it is at this yeah. point. She has not suffered many losses. Um, she ducks the mist and manages to scoop her up into KOD against Oscar's will to win this match. First of all, the entrance as well. I'll say first of all, last of all, the entrance. Whew. Beautiful. Two years in a row. Really putting on when you when you think of someone because we've all had this, you know. This is all that we wanted as, as black content creators and just like black fans in general. It's just like representation and seeing more of us on TV and seeing more of our culture. And her managing to incorporate not only just us, but the community of LA as well um, within this. And just continuing to be, you know, as black as possible on the biggest stage as possible. I think we need more of that. She is a godsend. She is a saint. And, you know, Shout out to every little girl who danced their ass off on that stage because that was really amazing as well. And uh, you know, rest in peace to to that little girl's um, mother who passed, the contortionist. Um, what a what a listen. I don't know if I would have been able to do it even at that age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, you know, all prayers to her, her and her family, man. That that was a that was a crazy story Triple H told um, at the end of the night. Um, Ms. Snoop, Shane comes out. He gets his karma. Here comes the money. People, it's people. Did you pop? Did you pop? Or you was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I popped. Fuck yeah, I was. I was. Listen, all of the all of my takes on this show go out the window when you're there, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> all of that goes out the window. Of course, Shane McMahon I, is doing his victory lap. He's like, damn, they still love me out here. Yeah, I'm still the man out it. here. It's WrestleMania is still Shane McMahon's. I built WrestleMania. So Shane McMahon gets forced into a, a WrestleMania rematch with The Miz. Didn't think I do remember, karma. huh? He gets his karma for uh, Royal Rumble 2022. Hey, man. Man came out, was doing all types of non-old man shit. He was doing young nigga moves. <laughs> doing drop toe holes and leap overs. 
landed on the wrong thing, Taurus quad, and then enter Snoop Doggy. Arguably the greatest entertainer that's ever lived, Snoop Dogg. He gotta be. Miz, get up. I'm gonna give you two punches and a rock and a rock bottom. We're gonna send him home. I'm like, damn, were you a promoter? <laughs> <laughs> they threw on nothing but a G thing, and I was like, damn, I guess this is it. This is amazing. Like, damn. like we we all saw it in real time. We all saw what happened in real time and kind of like what and then we were like, oh wow. And more all of like Snoop just did what was supposed to be done at the moment. Like it was watching like um it was like seeing a kid and a car is coming towards him and some and it's Snoop Dogg who runs out in the middle of the street and grabs a kid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was just it was just in awe. Shane, um Shane's embarrassment. <laughs> I mean, right. man sells the company, comes back, blows the squad out, like father, like son. Um Hell in a Cell. Edge versus Finn Balor. I didn't notice that Hell in a Cell was up there the whole time. I don't, I didn't see it till night two. A plus saw it though. <clears throat> I I mean it, it's there's so much to think. I guess I gotta watch this match back. It's not that I think it's bad, because I thought it was good. But the main event is the main event overpowered, superseded kind of everything. All expectations I had for anything in this match. I do not agree though with Edge winning. Yeah, I, to be fair, bro, he was well, making last Edge, month. he was he was making Edge. That was a tag match or some shit. Exactly. He made Edge, he made Edge look like a hoe for like months. Yeah, <laughs> he made him quit. He fucked his wife up. That was the logical booking for that match. I, I keep I kept seeing people say that he shouldn't have won that match, but I was like, again, it's subversion. Let's look at how many baby faces won on this on this card. A lot of baby faces won. I'll, I'll say Snoop. I'll, I'll count Snoop. I'll count Bianca. Snoop. Count Snoop, yeah. And I'll count Brock. Out of the seven matches, there was four baby faces that won. And in the night before, a lot of baby faces won. On night one, you was feeling good. We feeling good rolling into this. <laughs> but when it when it came to the minute, well, let me talk about Edge Finn Balor. Interests were it. dope. Interests were dope. Absolutely incredible. Great, great improvisation by Edge and Finn. Great job for the medical staff. Uh, for clearing that up quickly, and I'm pretty sure that Finn, neither Finn nor Edge, wanted the match to end that way. No matter how like terrible it was, I don't feel as though it's supposed to go longer than what it was. It already had gone for for 20 minutes, and it gone for like seven more minutes after he got the cut sealed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the fucking the coup de gras from the cage was really dope. It, you you got to have that hell in a cell moment, and I thought they made a moment there with that, other than the blood. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I like, like we weren't on the floor, but it was like we could barely see it there, but we definitely saw it on the on, on the canvas. Yeah. Um I, I thought I thought it was good. I thought the finish was good too. I, I thought the entrances were fire, to say the least. I, I loved it. I, I thought Edge's entrance was was amazing when those wings came out. I thought it was fire. I, I know people were upset at the Pope's exorcist shit, but I'm like, they probably got a bag for that too. <laughs> yeah, they got a bag. Listen, Survivor Series, the egg. Come on, man. They got a this bag. is a joke. That movie's probably gonna be terrible, but but it matched mm-hmm. what they were trying to do here. Um, I thought the right guy won. I'm not gonna lie. I thought the right guy won there. I I, I don't think it hurt Finn at all, especially because he, he got a win over Edge. They're like one and one. Hey, here we go. Um, the main event. Yeah, 
I was told it was going 40, and it did. Cody Rose, a Royal Rumble winner against the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes comes down to the ring in a magnificent entrance. You know, pyro to the stars. Pyro that could reach the stars. He walks down to the ring. He got wings on, by the way. Takes some shits off halfway down. I thought the wings were a nice touch. Yeah. He comes down to the ring. Kisses his wife. Holds his daughter. And hands a belt to Brody Lee Jr. Listen, he's never shown up to a dynamite again. <laughs> Brody Lee Jr. may never show up to a damn W event again. I was like, God damn. I thought it was in the bag. I thought it was in the bag. I was like, you know what? We're creating a moment here. It was too, but but Mills, in hindsight, it was too much. <laughs> it was too much. To where I told I told Pat, I told, my, I told my wife, I said, I'm kind of strangely nervous and not confident anymore. It's Cody, Cody don't know how to do not too much. This I, is Cody's I, life. This is Cody's career. He gonna come out with wings on. That I, to me, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't exclusive to Cody. The too no, much. No, no, no. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. But I feel like this is Cody's MO. This is creating the moment, creating the spectacle, uh, following the footsteps of his dad, dream across the chest. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff that Michael Cole pointed out on commentary um, of how he's doing this. Roman Reigns comes down. The pianos are on stage. I didn't even know what the piano was a nice touch, but I was like, "Eh, I guess, yeah. Um, It was good for him to get a special entrance for once. Yeah, very, very true. He comes down, you know, it's the entrance. He comes down with Solo, only Solo. Solo and, Pe- and Heyman, of course. Um, so we're, we're to believe now, and this continues the Raw, the Usos are on the outs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I said this is continuing in some way, shape, or form, and it seems to me that it's going to continue with just these four people or, or five people. <laughs> They're going to be in their own thing. <laughs> Samantha Irvin. You just got a shout out here, just in general, for powering that entrance to life. You could have lit an entire city with the energy of that entrance. So I just want to give a shout out to her there. Crowd was loud. Crowd was chanting Cody. <clears throat> I heard no pro-Roman chants. And I'm pretty sure people on TV heard none either. This guy's finally getting booed. And I think as we talk about this, this one thing to keep in mind is that, like, Cody is still far and away. The biggest baby face in this company um regardless of what happened like try- i feel like you're trying to <laughs> lessen the impact there's no, my- there's no no i'm not i mean there's no impact to, the, for, to this for me i feel like people wanted there to be an impact for me from this and there was no impact for me for this i said when he won when roman won i said wow i didn't get mad i i like both listen meals you're talking to me i like both of these guys no, I agree. I agree. And and last week when I said, "Hey, we, I want off this train," I was serious. I'm still serious I, about it. I want off. I Roman Reigns is great. Roman Reigns is fantastic. Is that not the? Cody, is that not Cody the? Intended, is that not the intended emotion that they want you to have at this point? That's my question. That's not the point. That's not is the it? Point. Yes, it is. Okay, go ahead. However, 
However, we sat here last week, <laughs> same time, <laughs> same place, same channel, and we're like, you know what? It's time. I don't think you could get the stars to align in that kind of way. And granted, I mean, you're going to have to force the stars to align. It's going to align somewhere. You're going to be going to build new stars and have them align. You know what I'm saying? They're known, they're known to force it. Yeah. 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 I think this was the time, um, or at least the best time that there's ever been to take the title off of Roman. But you know, when we said that too, we said that in 2015, we said it in 2018, and they still managed to find a way to do it when they wanted to do it. I agree. And, and it's not to say that they, but I think, I feel like it he'll was never, the, he will never be hotter than he was in that, in that stadium. Let's nah, just never again. Well, and I don't, and I don't think anyone else will either. No, absolutely not. I do. I think he's going to be, I think if that was a 10, I think Cody for the for, for this chase because can we now say that this is going to be a chase at this point? It's, I, mean, it's a real, it's got, I guess so. Yeah, it's a the chase. Story's not over. Yeah, it's clearly not over. I think Apparently. people. Thought, I think people thought he was going to be like, oh, never mind, peace. In which case, it does not look. I mean, Corden Raw doesn't look like. It looks like it's going to be a detour, but it doesn't. It does look like there's some story angles here that we're going to talk about. And I mean, just to get to the match, to me, up there. To me, with Kenny and Osprey from earlier this year, I think it's a match of the year contender. I thought it was fantastic for what it did um, and subverting expectations. What kept it from being a five for me? It's the fucking ending. <laughs> was the ending? I think that I think we all should have been a little bit scared when we saw KO and Sammy get out there, even though we thought that it was over. And I think I that I, I don't I, have to say like I think we should have all been scared. I think. I, I wasn't because I'm saying I wasn't, but I think we should have been because I think, again, it was too much. It was they're giving him the finishers and it was like, oh, the fucking callbacks. They're giving him the because the, KO and Sammy finally got their revenge on him. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is this is fucking it. it was some anime shit where they were like, yo, we're going to all give him our finishers and it's going to be over with. And then I said, what in my mind is as we think about and in, in, in the more, you know, as I think about what takes we're going to have today on the show. I'm like, well, what kept us from thinking that Solo wouldn't come back out there? That subversion is that because we thought that everyone had been handled, but there was nobody to handle Solo. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's where it came from. I thought that the... the in, in was he thrown out the match, though? He was definitely thrown out the match. But, but the, you know, they never... They always come back. I think they, I think they run this play before. It's the same way he's always won. They ran it two days ago. Yeah, they ran it two days ago before that. I, but it's also some. It's a playbook that Roman's already played, and what I did like from watching it, watching it on Peacock and, and watching it live. Um, I, I, I don't. I know y'all had to turn your TVs down because that crowd was loud the whole match. But um, all I time turn my call, TV off after that match because <laughs> I just had a process. Hey, I mean, might have probably pissed. Yeah, but like the match was the match is great. Let's just be clear. Like, even if the finish was whatever, I think the match was way ten times better than fucking Braun Breaker Mello of the, on the same weekend. I thought, I thought the story that Cody and Roman were telling was just immaculate in the way that they were they were kind of slowly building your expectation for Cody to get that crossroads off, and slowly building your expectation for the Superman punch to hit, and he kicks out of it, 
I bit on all of those. And even watching it back, I still bit on it because it was it was great. Roman was the king of the 2.99999 that night. Yeah. He was the king of that shit. I don't is. know how he did it four times or three times or whatever that night. That was crazy. Never get a you I, I, I think that everything there was crafted perfectly. And I think the subversion, your mileage is gonna vary on that. And I don't know if everyone's gonna love that. And I don't think anyone loves it, even if they love the match. I thought that. Yes, it's 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 crazy that they 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 went out there and did. I don't feel do I feel like bad for Cody? No, but like I, I feel do bad I, for Cody. But yeah, I don't I, feel I, bad. Nah, he but, got to invent a WrestleMania in front of eighty thousand people. This isn't real. <laughs> he got to well, main a, that 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 part is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it isn't real, but things matter though. Like they do in a sense. Like they do matter, especially to people and everything that kind of goes on, and especially to the the fans in attendance and everyone watching. Like to be able to climb the mountain matters. Winning this thing, as much of it's fake as or as, you know predetermined stuff, it does matter to people. But you, but you, um, I'm saying it's not mattering to people. But I'm saying the biggest argument before Cody got there, which is why I'm confused why so many people are fucking upset, are that the people that are included in that anger are the people who didn't want them who want him there in the first place. They wanted, yeah, but that's a, it's they a, wanted Sammy there, and Sammy would have lost. Who wanted Jay there? Everyone was gonna lose. Every meals, everyone was gonna lose because they don't want him to lose it right now. We sat here a week ago, almost sure that Cody when, was going to win. Meals, and when he fucking won, I said they don't want him to lose right now. Of course, I mean that's the only thing that you can say. <laughs> you went to the result. Like this shit is pussy. We were both texting that. And then, yeah. I, and, then, and then I watched it again and said, I got to call a spade. Like, I can't be upset at this shit for days. I can't. I mean, I can't be upset at it for days, but I think it's definitely, to me, looking at it, I was like, oh, okay, this is an opportunity that, like, you, I don't think you, I mean, WWE's best. They're the machine. They can kind of create whatever they want to do. I mean, Sami Zayn was just a month ago, and and, and this kind of seems like similar to the caliber of that. So maybe there is some, an opportunity where they can kind of create this again. But I don't think you get the you don't get the natural thing. I'm not sure if we get that again. I don't but know. I I I feel it. no, no. Of course, we don't know. But I feel like in this instance, this is just personally me. I feel like Cody should have won. I, I agree. I agree he should have won. But am I, like, am I mad anymore that Roman won? No. Because... No, I mean, there's nothing to be mad about. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, there's nothing we could do about it. Yeah, like, Roman is still their guy. And I think the biggest argument that people had, and you've seen it, and a lot of people have seen it, they said Cody had no adversity reaching this point. Roman and Cody hadn't even touched each other punched otherwise before that match and that's why it made it made the match a bigger deal because they had never actually locked up before right. and when they did they fucking made magic and i think that that also plays another factor into it is that they've never touched and i think as we get into the story part of it there is an element there whether people want to fucking agree or not have faith in this shit or not it's there okay right roman was afraid and but let's go over to raw Roman's afraid of Cody. Can we say that? He's afraid of him. He Absolutely. said he was, he's, he was afraid in the match when he was kicking out of everything. We've never seen Roman have doubt like that. We've never seen Solo have doubt like that before in one of his opponents. He was afraid of him. Didn't want to give him a rematch. 
made a stipulation, which doesn't even matter for me to say right now at all. Um, which actually the stipulation made me like, damn, Brock is really smart for even being like, oh, me. And then coming out. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it was crazy. Brock Lesnar comes out to um, to agree to a stipulation for Cody's rematch. Roman does not want to give Cody a rematch, which, again, is a, is a huge point of contention here at this point, Mills, because now you have Roman who's ducking Cody. And that is the story of, of the whole thing is that Cody said it straight up. If you didn't have a solo there, I would have beat you. Mm-hmm. And that's the story there. You have a story that can carry you on to wherever you want to go. If you want to do it in Saudi, which is when he'll hit a thousand days, you can do it there. If you want to do it in SummerSlam, you could still do it there and put Cody in money. But just keep throwing roadblocks in his way before that 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 um that rematch comes. I think it's smart because you had Brock come out at the match for the for the tag match. He beat the fuck out of Cody for five minutes. I thought it was a good finish to Ten Raw. Minutes, damn, damn. No, yeah. I thought it. I thought it was amazing finish. But you know what's crazy is that part of me wasn't surprised at this thing because this is the feud I expected. Right. Had Cody won. Right. So this is directly the feud I expected when Cody won. I was like, oh, okay, this is about to happen. Um, to beat a guy, uh, you got you got to beat this guy. You got to beat right. this Op. You have to be this top op in order to right. get to where you want to be. I can see the story being, how the fuck are you going to come over here and try and get the title that I didn't get to win? I can see it being that. I think Brock is... I mean, there's nothing for Brock to... There's no incentive for Brock to... There's no title aspirations for Brock. It's over. Like right. He's just being the fuck out of Cody to beat the fuck out of Cody. Um, there's but, no... There, there's no big championship reward incentive unless he like makes a deal with Roman or something like get rid of this guy and maybe we'll give you a championship match again and then probably not or something along those lines. But it's a great story that was told from the beginning of Raw, the opening of Raw, which one of the hottest segments that we've probably ever seen to the end of Raw, which is one of the mm-hmm. hottest you know segments that we've seen. Already. Yeah, because one thing that you see continue there, and again, we 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 subverted you, there's or they subverted you on Sunday, and then on here they subverted you again. Because they keep pulling, they're, they're pulling the rug to make people want to see Cody win. So if they're smart, they they'll 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 stretch us out, and, and I think you, they'll give us a a good. Well, go ahead. No, I want to ask you, and, and just as that, is there a reality where Cody does not win? Cody does not beat Roman. <clears throat> Against uh, beat Roman. Um, of course, there, of course, that's, that's that's definitely a reality. Do I think that? Do I think that's the story they're trying to tell? No, because. You and I have seen this story in this era before with John Cena. We've seen it with Roman Reigns himself. Um, I know people want to joke and say, oh, it's Triple H getting his revenge. I'm like, no, I think, it, I think it's them trying to build a baby face. I mean, we saw it with Bianca. Right, right, right. We saw it with Bianca two years ago. So My, my fear is that we get to the point again. We kind of look at where we're at at that point. And not to say that everything is gift wrap for Cody, but I do think that he's the most viable contender in terms of like creating another major star in the WWE. And I do think that Roman Reigns' reign has reached as long past. I mean, he's relevant as ever, but I think it's long past like the idea of it being like innovative or fresh or anything. Um, the only thing. The only thing fresh that can come out of this is what he's going to do to the Usos, the Usos yes. and, and how he's going to handle <clears throat> Solo, who absolutely 
I feel like is due for another loss, if not for Cody, but for someone else that will also lead Roman to not believe in him anymore. The right. family's so, the family's withering in, in small little ways, which I, I do like. Absolutely. My only fear is that Cody does not win. Like we get to the point again, and he still doesn't win. It's a legitimate so fear. I think it's, it's a legitimate <clears throat> it's yeah. a legitimate fear because of what happened on Sunday. I'm not going to take that away from anyone and say, like, think, think the way that we were doing with Bianca because right. I think the stakes are a little bit bigger with the men's titles, just being honest. Like, I think like, because these are these these guys become the faces of the company or whatever. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I believe, and, and I mean, hear me out. If you want to do this, you do Brock, Cody in Puerto Rico. You don't have that match go on. You have Cody get brutalized. You have him do some type of fucking no DQ match in Saudi, and he beats him. You have him do Money in the Bank, or or, or some other auxiliary feud. He maybe not wins it, or he wins it again. The story is is like how is the bloodline gonna fuck him over, over and over again, out of this, or Brock, or whoever? Because the thing is, is that now you see that there's a there's an actual chase for this title, and mm-hmm. that was the story that they were go- they were gonna do because because uh, we said the follow up is very important. And so now that we see there's a chase, they need to pay off on the chase because there wasn't much of a chase after Royal Rumble. That we just wanted them to win, but it's like Cody's not Brock Lesnar. Cody's not, you know, that John Cena face that they were. He's not like the guy that they were. They were choosing. That's the story. He's not the guy that they chose. You know what I'm saying? So he's facing all the guys that they chose: the Romans, the Brocks, right? And he had to overcome them. I think that's a good story if that is what they're choosing to tell. And and hear me out if you think that's crazy. But if he's if he if he's able to beat the chosen ones, I think the chase is viable. And I think he will be as hot because he went through these trials and tribulations that people said he did not go through when he won the rumble. The the one argument I heard, Mills, is that he just ran through everyone at the rumble, came out at 30 and won off nothing. He didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve it. That's what I saw. I, I listened to, to to Black Wrestling. I, I listened to Mimi, what she had to say. I listen to other podcasts. That's what I hear people say is that he didn't deserve to win it. So he didn't win I it. Mean, right. I think, well, I, otherwise, I don't know why they would give the Royal Rumble win. I think he deserved it after a Royal Rumble win. I think a return is a return. Um, no matter what you go through. But did people I, ask that when Triple H won in 2002? And I agree with, and I agree. Listen, Mills, I absolutely agree. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that if there's some merit in what those people are saying, the company's trying to prove that too. Do what, but right. I think Brock Brock is the most sensible one. I think Brock is Roman also saying, I'm not going to be in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I think I that's mean, Roman saying, I'm not going to be there. That's the first thing I said immediately after this uh, this thing. I was like, Roman's not going to Puerto Rico. Like this, yeah. It's not like this is going to happen immediately after. Like We're going to have to go through it all over again. And um, if it's, it's SummerSlam, that's a moment too. That's fine. D- Detroit's an American ass city <laughs> for the American so, nightmare. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. So, elephant in the room. We had in the Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah. Vin- for, for, first of all, Vince McMahon is on. Uh, Vince McMahon is talking about the acquisition with uh, Ari Emanuel on. I don't know why I said it mad like Hispanic, but um, he talked about it. One, I guess, notable thing is. The, the interviewer asked him the question, um, will you be cre- in head of, will you be involved in creative again? And he said, yes and no. Um, day to day in the weeds of it. No, 
but he will have say on decisions, which moved into Monday Night Raw tonight and is the strongest narrative surrounding last night's Raw um, that has appeared on online in the past 24 hours since then. Um, beyond the intro and the outro, which I'm sure he had, you know, you know, some approval, but I think it's the direction they were going to go anyway. Um, there have been sightings. Well, they have cited, or at least all the news sources, the sound Ross Saps, the PW Insider, the, the Alvarez. You're not going to get away from, from Vince if he, if, he, if he got this deal for y'all. Vince McMahon was heavily involved in a lot of rewrites, a lot of changing, a lot of things on Monday night. And to be honest with you, I mean, not that I wasn't expecting much, but I think because of his Triple H's new era, maybe I was. And you could clearly see from just the general pace of Raw that whatever Triple H had in store was not fully <laughs> fully uh, sought to plan. Um Triple H usually has like, you know, he'll have a banger or two. He'll he'll book a match. It's like, oh, that's exciting to see. Like just the match, that's the strength of itself. We had a commercial free hour. Got almost versus Elias for whatever reason. To give almost his uh his heat back, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not agreeing with them. I'm just saying that's that's usually nah, I, I agree. I agree. Um <laughs> Austin Theory versus Rey Mysterio. Good match. Conf- uh, no, well, it ends to mean, I guess. Whatever. He's got to get his win back, too, I guess. It led to the second biggest angle on the show. I agree. <laughs> That's why he needed to be on there. Um, But also, I mean, but the what was rumored before, I think, could have also led to that angle on the show. Like, we were talking about this new LWO that was formed on SmackDown, and they were supposed to do, like, um, Bad Bunny was going to be inducted into the LWO, which I think would have led to the same result anyway. Um, but now I guess they include Theory in it. Um, Seth Rollins coming out, doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, getting the crowd on his side, crowd singing the song, chanting the song. Then he leaves, and that's Seth Rollins getting a fit off at 10 p.m. and then leaving right afterwards. Um, the Street Profits challenge Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Good match. I'm, I'm I probably would have drugged it out a little bit longer. Um, it was pretty long. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I mean, if they're, I don't know if they have any anticipation of this like being a program or something. But I don't know. I don't know. Street Profits won on Saturday, and then they just lose in the thing. It's kind of weird. I don't. Um, I would have had KO and Sami work. On, yeah, on. I wouldn't have had them work either. I mean, they just flew out. <laughs> I mean, they just flew back and forth, back and forth. Shout out involved. To, I I um, have a scoop, I have a scoop from our Discord from some somebody there who we trust and we know has good scoops. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Vince told Lashley that he watched his booking and he hates it. He told Lashley he'll take care of it. Brock and Vince met before Raw. Vince Vince told him, "You're not going nowhere." Because I'm back. Michael Hayes was in charge of Brock Cody Roman. Of, of all that whole thing. Wow. Vince, so, also, Vince also said whatever, whatever, whatever Hunter says goes. I mean. 
there's very few things that definitely feel like I'm not saying he take over the entire show, but it's clearly he has approval over whatever happens on the show again. That's clear. Um, who knows if it will last beyond this show? Because to be honest with you, they're in L.A. <laughs> He's just in L.A. I mean, he flew back and forth, but he was in there. The whole city's out there. Everything is out there. So who knows where it will go? But um, I did not enjoy this Raw. I love the <laughs> beginning. I love the ending. I love a couple moments in between, but this Raw felt so, it didn't feel like fresh compared. Oh, and Matt Riddle returned. Got a pop. Got a pop. Didn't feel fresh. Didn't feel like we're establishing any kind of like new, I mean, there were some stories continued, but didn't really feel like we're establishing anything kind of like new moving forward. Why is Riddle, why is Riddle not? I would have thought the most the, the sense that well they said it had to be wrestled last weekend so it wouldn't have been him that came out. Um, why is he not running it back with Solo? Who hurt him? Who who's the one That's who took him out? That was, was weird. weird. I'm like, bro, bro, Miz again. Miz got to eat every fucking. <laughs> yeah. Miz got to eat every every Her finisher. Show has job guys. Fucking job Dexter Loomis or some shit. Like it. it yeah, like man. the show has job guys. Like. Have a what's my I, man's name? I didn't enjoy Raw, but I didn't think like I, we aren't in the gloom doom state like everybody else is. I um, I'm I, again. You know what I thought of it as, nigga. I'm tired, and I'm pretty sure these niggas are tired too. That crowd was a plus. That crowd was tired. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they were tired from and. and I mean, I, know I saw some people say, oh, it didn't feel like a Raw after Mania. I'm like, when have they felt like that in well, the past? I mean, we, got, we got new management. That's the only reason why I was anticipating something different. That's my only reason why I was anticipating something gave, different. Gave you two of the best shows of the year. I agree. I, I also... I like, the Bianca, I like the Bianca Rhea segment. They, they clearly, that was like a see ya Raw <laughs> for Rhea. That was like a I'll see y'all later. We'll do this when I get oh, back. Wow, she's in Judgment Day. <laughs> or maybe she's not anymore. Maybe they can operate without her. I think um, they're all going to... I think they're pretty much all going to leave. Uh, Bad Bunny takes the most insane bump that I've ever seen through a table in my life. He's crazy. He definitely doesn't know how to take those. <laughs> my man. Yo. He died on that bump. Um... So, but so now it looks like we're getting Rey Mysterio, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest and Dominic Puerto Rico. I'm for it. I felt I feel like it's going to be a Ray Dom rematch and a Damian Priest one on one. That's what it looked like to me. It was very clearly like Damian focusing on Bad Bunny and and Dominic focusing firmly on Ray. I could be wrong. I mean, I feel like either way, something's gonna happen. It's going down. I'd rather if Roman's not gonna be there, I'd rather split those two matches and have two uh superstars facing off on two different matches and and, and padding out that card and, and, and making it a lot bigger without Roman being there. Um and main event it and main event it with Cody and Brock. The final part of this frightful report says um 
Just early on Monday, WWE sources claimed that Triple H would be leading gorilla position. However, Vince McMahon was present and many of the talent felt like they were sold a bill of goods. We spoke to one higher up that said Friday SmackDown will be the big test, an important day for the company, noting that Vince McMahon was already in L.A. for the weekend when Raw and After Mania happened. However, if he travels all the way to Portland for SmackDown, whether he's in gorilla position or not, there'll be a huge negative sign to talent and staff. There are important people in the company who had no idea he was planning to make changes on Monday and don't know his plans for Friday. So we'll see if this continues. Um, it is a, it is certainly a new era in WWE. I asked that on my Twitter. I was like, what era of WWE you were in? And people said the pretty much a resounding thing was the Roman Reigns era. Um, but, you know. We're moving forward. We're moving past WrestleMania. This Cody Brock thing seems like it could be dynamite. If Brock is willing to work with, I'm Brock is excited. This man yeah. look, um, he looked amazingly happy. He is, he is now back where he wants to be. Uh, he is now a heel again, which it was fun for the year that we got it. Um, he told Bobby. Vince told Bobby like, "Yo, listen, man, listen, man, listen, man. I know what they told you. I know what they told you." Don't worry about that. I got you. It hurt Ali for a night. We're going to figure I, something Bobby, out. I think Bobby and Bronson's cool. I thought that that tease was like, that's a that's what Bobby should be doing, is 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 ushering in these new cats to the game. I agree. I, th- I, I think that if he if if nothing else, he should be ushering in the Omases, the Bronson Reeds, you know, when it's time, the Bron Breakers, when it's time, the Von Wagoners, if he gets called up, all of those people, ushering them into the game and him being the measuring stick for the horses to me. Um, I, I, I'd say that back to the Brock and Cody thing, this is something we've also never seen before, by the way, definitely never seen. And we know that Cody will go hard when it comes to getting beat the fuck up. Um, I think his third ever program in WWE, his third. Yes, absolutely. How could you not, how could you see that? How could you say there's no faith in this guy with with all they're giving him? Um, I, I can't wait to see the match. I, I would. I'll just see how it plays out. I'll, I'll lipo the the Cody Brock thing. I'm interested on SmackDown to see what's happening with the Usos who got sent home. I'm pretty sure that mean that that rematch is happening. Would you say? Would you say the same, Meals? I would agree. I would agree that's happening. Yeah. Um, I think that that's gonna if if Cody Brock doesn't main, I would say that that would that would main event that show. You want to firmly establish that the Usos to me are like the undesirables within the family and. I think that's a, a cool way to go about it if Roman's not going to hit the ring um, for the next couple of weeks here until Saudi, I would I would imagine. So, um, again, stellar weekend for, for you know for all things considered for WWE. Uh, they did not they did not other than those two top angles with Bad Bunny and Cody and Brock. They did not stick the landing with anything else. No women on the show. I don't, I don't even think we mentioned that Becky um, relegated to a backstage promo. No, yeah, they 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 had two triple threat number one contenders matches planned they did not happen <laughs> we got a tag team um a tag team match for the number one contenders for the tag team titles and to be honest with you i think live and uh and raquel are winning those titles good <laughs> i think yeah i think they're gonna win those titles so remains to be seen how things shake down um oh my god Raw got a 2.2 million last night. Damn. SmackDown territory. 
Look at that. 2.2 fucking million. Hmm. You know what? They probably love that beginning segment too. <laughs> nah, I mean, it, I could definitely see... I could definitely see them loving that beginning segment. And that's the thing after all. Wow, look at that. You go to WrestleNomics, look at how that shit ticked up. <laughs> Jeez. That graph, that graph went like, whoa. <laughs> oh, we got to put this out. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to you for having a great WrestleMania weekend, by the way. Fantastic. Fantastic weekend. Um, you can always follow us at the A Show RNC. Day show on RNC Radio, anywhere where you can find podcasts. Um, continue to like, subscribe. We got on Instagram, we on Twitter, we on everything. Um, shout out to Dion for doing an amazing job on the Twitter this weekend. Gotta Love give you a shout you. out on the show. Yeah. Love you. Um, shout out to everyone who contributed. Shout out to bands for appearing on the show last week. Shout out to Cam for appearing on the show last week. Shout out to everybody. Hope make it one of the biggest A shows that we've ever had. Um, and yeah, you know what? We'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place, same channel. We out. Hey. Did we forget anything? No, we didn't forget anything. Peace. <laughs>